This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay on Wednesday, September the 22nd. First up today, a woman claims a railway worker in Kent ignored the fact she was having an epileptic seizure on a train because he didn't want to hold it up. Nichelle Kelleher had a fit while travelling home. Her brother was with her at the time and went to get help, but she says he wasn't listened to. Well, Nichelle posted a video of her exchange with the Southeastern employee on Insta after she'd recovered. You were speaking to my brother. I was, yeah. You turned off your video. My video was never on. It's on now. And you were Not saying um, you didn't care I had an epileptic fit, yeah? I said I didn't care what he was saying because he was delaying the train. You didn't I care I had an epileptic fit, though. I wasn't. Well, you won't have an epileptic fit now, are you? So I did, if you're I having did one now, one. I would care for you and I'd be worried, but you're not right now and he was delaying our train. Mm. You're more than welcome to put this on social media or wherever you want to put it. Because no, I did not care for what your brother was saying at that moment in time because he was delaying a carriage train full of people. Okay. And your name is? I don't have to give you my name. My, you are actually legally obliged I'm not to legally give obliged to give you And anything. the transport police? I'm not transport police, no. I work for South Eastern. I'm a railway enforcement officer. My number is on my shoulder there. If you need me to read it out, I can do so or you can film it. Yeah, so that's my unique reference number. That is identifiable yeah. only to me. We have, of course, been in touch with South Eastern. They say they're sorry for any upset and they take the well-being and safety of passengers very seriously. An investigation is underway. Meantime, a top railway boss has apologised to Kent commuters for suffering unacceptable delays as they go back to the office. Passengers travelling to work in London have been held up for three consecutive Mondays due to various different problems. The head of network rail routes in the county says the team are doing all they can to minimise disruption. Kent Online News. Some other top stories from Kent Online for you now and a court has heard how hospital patients in Ashford were put at risk at the height of the pandemic after a man destroyed life-saving equipment. Kevin Raj became angry when police brought him to the A&E department at the William Harvey last April. The 24-year-old from Folkestone caused more than £5,000 worth of damage and kicked two officers. He's been given a suspended sentence and ordered to do 200 hours of unpaid work work. Two drug dealers from Whitstable and Herne Bay have been jailed for a total of 19 years after cocaine was found hidden in paintings and books. The pair had used an encrypted phone platform to import the drug but were found out when the system was cracked by authorities in France and the Netherlands. A man's been arrested after a suspected explosive was found at a property in Margate. A number of homes had to be evacuated on King Street yesterday evening and the bomb disposal team was called in to deal with the device. The suspect is being held on suspicion of drugs offences. Climate change protesters who caused disruption on the M25 could now face a prison sentence. National Highways has been granted an injunction against Insulate Britain. It follows several demonstrations over the past couple of weeks which have caused major delays including at Dartford and Swanley where Transport Secretary Grant Shapps has been giving evidence to a committee in Parliament. I think the police have been increasingly stepping up their action um, but as we've seen Sometimes uh, it's the same protesters going back a day or two later and protesting again. Uh, So the powers don't allow uh, for the police to hold people for more than 24 hours, uh, and that is creating a problem. Yesterday I instructed National Highways, formerly Highways England, to uh, seek an injunction 
uh, which was granted last night uh, and uh, will become effective later today. Uh, an injunction means that uh, if those protesters uh, don't uh, take note, then they could be in contempt of court, uh, and that could inc uh, in incur imprisonment. So, you know, it barely needs saying, but it's irresponsible, it's dangerous, it's completely counterproductive because it actually creates um, pollution uh, and uh, uh, unacceptable behaviour, uh, which I hope this injunction brings to a close. Are you confident that the police will enforce, because there's obviously been footage and my constituents have raised it, of police talking to, the, to those who are on the motorway but yeah. not actually taking them off the motorway? I saw some of those pictures. I think earlier in the, uh, in the process, um, obviously this becomes a Home Office issue, but earlier in the uh, process I think there was a, a somewhat different approach being taken. I, I noted yesterday that the police were on uh, the scene very, very uh, quickly and, and seem to be removing protesters from what I saw uh, much faster. The injunction will greatly strengthen uh, their hand because, uh, as I say, the same people then can't come uh, back out. Well, if they do, they're in danger of imprisonment and a fine, uh, which are, uh, a law uh, you know, protects um, the, 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 the road uh, under the law much more effectively. Were you and your colleagues in the Home Office and Cabinet as incredulous as many of us were and our constituents were at the type of police action that was initially taken? Because you just mentioned this police action is going to be taken. There are different types of police action and you and I both know that. Um, is the police action going to be more robust as many law-abiding citizens in this country would expect it to be? I know both, uh, both myself and the Home Secretary uh, earlier in the week called for uh, you know, uh, the protesters to be removed uh, instantaneously. Uh, we do not uh, think it's acceptable uh, to go and stand on a road. It's bloody dangerous. Uh, it's obviously uh, inconvenient. It's also completely counterproductive. I mean, it, you know, it actually creates pollution to have that traffic um, standing still. Uh, and, uh, of course, we want the police to act quickly on it. I, I think we've um, seen them speed up their actions. Uh, but also uh, to make sure that they have the legal resource and this uh, interim injunction uh, will do uh, precisely that. But I absolutely share the annoyance and anger of motorists and everyone else. It's unacceptable uh, for this behaviour to continue, and I hope that the uh, court action that I prompted uh, National Highways into is a, is a considerable assistance. Insulate Britain are calling on the government to urgently tackle emissions from homes. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. A Medway mum has sparked quite a debate on social media after asking when would be the best time to take her COVID-positive child to the park. She says they live in a flat and he has ADHD, so needs to get some exercise while isolating. Well, some people have accused her of being reckless and putting lives at risk. Others, though, have spoken out in support, saying most people are fully vaccinated. A fraudster who tricked a Kent holiday company into booking a trip to a Greek island has avoided going to prison. The 45-year-old from Basildon used someone else's credit card to pay nearly £5,000 for the week-long stay in Crete back in 2017. He's got a suspended term and been ordered to repay Travel Vogue in Mepham £500 a month. A service has been held to remember those who lost their lives in an IRA bombing in Deal 32 years ago. The last post was played just after half eight this morning, the time the blast happened at the Royal Marines School of Music on Canada Road in Woolmer. 11 people died and 21 were injured in the explosion caused by a device that had been hidden in a sofa in a recreation room. 
Kent's Police and Crime Commissioner is calling for the sale of e-scooters to be stopped. A trial of the vehicles in Canterbury, you may have heard, has been scaled back from 200 of them to just 100. But there are bigger issues with them being ridden around illegally in other parts of the county. Matthew Scott has been telling Katja from our colleagues at KMTV that they're not needed. Well, I think there's plenty of other things that people could do that are green. They can walk, they can cycle. We have the infrastructure for those kind of things as well as public transport. So I'm increasingly concerned about the behaviour of e-scooter riders to the extent that I don't think we should be expanding the scheme any further. Do you think the scheme would have been more successful with a docking system rather than sort of cross hatches on the pavement? Do you think there's a way that this scheme could have worked or in your mind not at all? I think when you're designing something for the street scene, you have to be really mindful of people who have vision problems, who are hard of hearing uh, and aren't able to maybe see the riders coming or are going to be impeded by the the things in public spaces. So, of course, there should be um, ways to make the streets safe for everybody. But unfortunately, too many selfish people are leaving them strewn around. And what do you make of the vandalism to them? Vandalism is completely unacceptable. No one should be vandalising these devices, no matter what they think of them. And if they're doing it deliberately or they're trying to steal them, this has absolutely no place. Criminal behaviour of any sort has no place. It's unfortunate that it has impacted the scheme in that way so that we can't maybe look at the data that we wanted to because it's had to be scaled back. But, you know, we... We need to look at this very, very carefully. Ban the sale of private e-scooters and look at the data that's already been submitted. Do you think this is just another reason for the scooter scheme to be scrapped altogether? I mean, it feels like we're constantly talking about the negatives rather than focusing on anything positive. Personally, I don't think there really is anything positive about e-scooters. I think they are a liability. I think they're an extra risk that we're putting on the roads. And personally, I would just get rid of the whole lot. If people are riding them illegally, I'd seize them and crush them, personally. But, you know, I think we need to look at other alternatives. We've got plenty of infrastructure for walking, for cycling, for our rail network, for buses and other schemes as well. I don't see why we need to add further risk to the road with these scooters. Well, unless a trial is going on, like the one in Canterbury, you can only ride an e-scooter on private land anywhere else, and it's illegal. It is a topic that we've mentioned on the podcast in the past. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Should they be allowed or not? You can leave a comment on our socials. Kent Online reports. The family of a junior doctor who drowned following a late-night swim in the sea at Margate have described her as a fantastic doctor. Thurashika Sathya Lingham's body was found by Coast Guard crews in the town's harbour after the alarm was raised by friends in the early hours of September the 11th. It's understood the 26-year-old had gone into the water with colleagues who hadn't noticed she was missing until they arrived back at their accommodation. Now, this might be a nuisance if you're heading to Ashford. A multi-storey car park in the town centre is going to close permanently from this evening. NCP has decided to no longer run the Park Mall site, which has 300 spaces. The one at County Square is the nearest alternative. At Kent Online, you can see what a new 400-home development could look like in Ashford. Developers have released more details of the proposal, which would see a mix of two, three and four-bedroom properties built at the Westbrook Park site in Sevington. A farm shop, cafe and co-working space have also been proposed. Coming up on the lowdown on our Facebook Live tonight, we're going to be discussing mental health. It has been a really big issue during the pandemic. Well, health expert Dr Julian Spinks, who's a GP from Strood, will be joining Ollie along with a Medway barber 
barber who's been giving advice to clients. Jake Cox runs the No Bad Days Barbershop on St Mary's Island in Chatham and has had mental health first aider training. I always wanted to create my own brand and my, eventually have my own shop um, and I wanted it to go hand in hand with mental health and raising awareness of men's mental health. Um, it's such a taboo subject that not many people talk about and I think the barbershop is a perfect place um, to be able to sit and talk if you want to talk. Um, a place where you can go and be listened to if you want to, to talk to, to somebody, you know. Don't forget, you can ask a question during the show or post a comment. It's live from six. Rare coins said to be worth up to £75,000 have been discovered following the death of a Kent man who lived on a caravan park. John Cross had kept the Hall of Anglo-Saxon coins in a vault and they were only found when executors cleared out his mobile home and found documents linked to them. Experts say they're among the most important outside any UK museum. And a huge spoiler alert if you didn't see Bake Off last night. 28-year-old Tom from Maidstone has become the first to leave the show. He was eliminated in the first episode after failing to impress the judges on Cake Week. He's described his showstopper as the worst bake he's ever done. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham got a point from their game against Charlton last night but had to rely on an own goal. The visitors to Priestfield took the lead in the first half. Before the home side battled back in the second, the Addicts put the ball in their own net to level the scores. Jules boss Steve Evans spoke to us afterwards. Listen, I don't think there's a lot in the game first half. I think they're better than us. They've moved it quicker. We were we were uh, taking three touches when it should have been two, four when it should have been three, two when it should have been one. And we didn't we didn't really have any cohesion and we said about the quality up to to Big V. Wasn't where it should be. And uh, and I just felt the longer the half was going on there was a there was a lack of penetration off them. And um, so the first half they get the goal I think it's a bad deflection. It's a wicked deflection that gives Jamie no chance. Um, but they're, they're always going to have problems, cause you problems. They'll start 11's fright, they never mind a 28, 29 man squad. We were looking at their options today. But that's what happens when you manage a big club. So, um, but we're in a half time. I'd already decided 15 minutes from half time the changes I was making. I told Paul, we talked it through, we spoke briefly to the group, and we went away. And, and I just felt it would work, and it did work. And I think second half, if I'm, if I'm being honest, I think apart from a counter attack, I think twice he makes a good save in one of them. But I think from a counter-attack, then we've run over the top of him. We should score, shouldn't we? I denied him. If that's not a penalty, and we've got a Premier League referee, we'll never have a penalty ever. Um, so that's disappointing. And I think Lloydie does great. It, it comes off the inside of the post, doesn't it? And we've got a few scrambles. So we certainly, we go away really, really pleased with the second half. It's more how we can play. And disappointed we've not won the game because we should win the game. It's, I think if you take it in its totality, I think Charlton are a bit better than us first half, you know. And it, I think they look more threatening than we have. We didn't look threatening at all. We lacked that little touch, that composure. I think second half we asked the boys to believe, and, and they did believe. And listen, we're by far the better side. It's thank you, Dave. Well, the Jills are now two points above the League One relegation zone in 19th in the table and they travelled to Oxford United on Saturday. And in cricket, England's women have lost their third one-day international against New Zealand. Kent's Tammy Beaumont only managed one run at Leicester yesterday. England are currently leading the series 2-1 with their next game tomorrow. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. 
This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk